Hello and thank you for tuning in to Technical Terms podcast number 12 with me, Simon Ward. And today we're considering the subject when a clearly drafted contract is not enough. Now, it goes without saying that any agreement should be clearly drafted. And by that, we mean that the contents of the sheet of paper or lever arch file should be easy to understand and record exactly what has been agreed between the parties. All well and good. However, the courts will sometimes look for more than that. They will want to see if you have the misfortune of getting into a legal dispute about the terms of your agreement, that those terms do not operate so harshly that they go further than is necessary to protect the other side's legitimate business interests. And this is illustrated by the recent 2019 case of Medenta Finance Limited against Hitachi Capital UK PLC. Now, what happened in that case? Well, Medenta was engaged by Hitachi to approach dental practices that would refer customers wanting finance for dental treatment to Hitachi. And if a consumer entered into a regulated credit agreement with Hitachi, Medenta would receive a commission. Now, the contract between Medenta and Hitachi stated that any dental practices and consumers introduced to Hitachi were Medenta's customers and restricted Hitachi's contact with them. Hitachi, for various reasons, terminated the agreement and intended to continue to offer finance finance to current and former dental practices and consumers. And not surprisingly, Medenta were unhappy. Now, the legal submissions before the commercial court were quite complex, but breaking it down, Medenta essentially argued three things. First of all, they argued that the terms of the agreement prevented Hitachi from offering finance to current and former dental practices and consumers. Or if this argument failed, their their second argument was that the agreement ought to be rectified to prevent Hitachi from doing so. And if that failed, a term should be implied into the agreement to prevent Hitachi from approaching Medenta's customers. Medenta also argued, um, as as a little aside, that the list of dental practices was confidential information to which Hitachi should no longer have access. Hitachi's response was quite a bit simpler, and they argued that the agreement did not prevent it from doing what it planned to do, but that Medenta's interpretation amounted to an unlawful restraint of trade. Well, what did the commercial court decide? Well, responding to those three arguments that we've mentioned, the court held, first of all, that the terms of the agreement did not prevent Hitachi from soliciting or marketing to former dental practices and consumers. Hitachi was also entitled to tell them of the termination of the agreement with Medenta and how its existing brokering arrangements would operate going forward. The second thing the court said was that the agreement between Medenta and Hitachi did not contain any unintended mistake that needed rectification, and that it did in fact correctly set out the terms between the parties. But thirdly, the court commented that if they had not come to the view they had already, they would have held that the terms were an unreasonable restraint of trade that went further than the terms 
which were necessary to protect Midenta's legitimate business interests. And they also remarked that the information held by Midenta was not confidential information, as it was not shared on the basis of confidence. Well, you may be wondering, how does this affect me? Well, if you're a business that enters into any type of commercial contract, the key lies in using your head. Think through everything that could go wrong on a worst scenario basis and ensure that the agreement contains fair and reasonable provisions for dealing with those types of eventuality. Never rely on any word of mouth assurances from the other side. Get everything written into the contract. And be precise with your drafting. Define any frequently used terms or terms that have an unusual meaning so that there's no ambiguity. Ensure that the agreement contains all necessary boilerplate provisions and beware of indemnities, whether you're giving them or receiving them. If in any doubt, seek professional advice. It's far better to spend a few hundred pounds now in legal costs at an early stage than thousands of pounds later on, as Midenta did, not to mention having to deal with one massive managemental headache. Well, I hope that's been helpful for you. And if you have any questions on this podcast, please don't hesitate to drop me an email at simon at technical-terms.co.uk. Although I have endeavoured to state the law correctly, please note that nothing in this podcast constitutes legal advice. If you require formal legal advice, please contact me or another legal services professional.